0: You want to turn your Bibles to 1 John chapter 1 and then we're going to start with verse 6 of 1 John chapter 1. You know, I was praying the other day I was, when I was walking and I mean, I'm really look forward since you know I had that surgery and where I've been forced to walk and uh, I just I look forward to that. I mean I really look forward to getting out there and walking a little bit uh because it just it's just my time being the Lord. I just thought like the Lord's walking with me and it's just it's just awesome to get go talk to God and just say, hey, you know. And I'm like, well, what, do you, what do you want me to talk about? What do you want me to do? And and I didn't realize the uh, well, Lord laid like this. I mean, just literally, just felt like the Lord just said First John one seven. And I'm thinking, well, maybe that's just a random thought just went to my head. And you'll be, you know, you know, what, you know maybe, was that really from the Lord? And I started reading, it and I'm thinking, you know, wow, that totally complemented with what I was uh, uh, preaching about, or going at uh, that time I was going to preach about it for this morning, and uh, just really worked well together. And I thought, you know, thank you, Lord, for that. I, you know, it's just it's just an awesome thing. But First uh, John 1, we'll go ahead and read verse 6 and we'll have a word of prayer. Then we'll, we'll start diving in this a little bit. But First uh, John 1, 6 says, If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Let we'll us have a quick word of prayer. And if our Lord again, we just go before you and praise your holy name. Thank you, Lord, for this day, your grace, your mercy. Lord, thank you uh, for, for giving us this day, uh, for being alive, to serve you, to worship you. Lord, thank you. Allow us to come to church to worship. Lord, praise your holy name. Thank you, God in heaven, for your grace and your mercy. Lord, be with us. Lead us. God, us direct us this evening. And Lord, let us glorify you in it. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. You know, uh, so many people uh, have to diet, and uh, and I, I diet. Uh, well, not so much that I I do it purposely, but uh, where I've had this done, uh, I'm so scared to really eat a whole lot <laughs> because you know. I have that, uh, uh, the diverticulitis, what caused all this to happen, and and they had to, list their there's diverticulitis above what they removed, and if I'm careful in five years, I'll be back in there, and I don't ever, ever, ever want to go through this again. It's horrible, but, um, so I'm really kind of scared to eat a lot, but, um, uh, so, you know, I stay hungry, and uh, I just, oh, I love sweets, man, I tell you, I love sweets. I, I could eat, packs and packs of Reese's Cups and chocolate bar I love Hershey's chocolates and, and, and pecan pie and, 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 and chocolate cake and I gotta stop but anyway the point is I could just eat till I found her myself you know well this is the bread of life and this is what so many people are starving for and don't even realize it spiritually they're anorexic and don't even realize it because they're not getting the, word, the bread of life, they're not getting the word of God. And man, we get to come in here and each and every day you should be diving in and, and taking part and eating and in, in indulging in every bite of God's word. And let that sustain you and fulfill you. You know, that's what Jesus was alluding to And he said, man does not live by bread alone. You know, we should be diving into God's word with great anticipation and say, man, Lord, what, what do you have for me today? And that should uh, should bring great joy to you. It's not for your for your feet even hit the hit the floor. You know, I don't. Uh, it's easy to the first thing you do is look on social media, see what's going on or what's on the news. But let's make this the first thing we dive into each day to get our day going. But anyway, first John chapter one verse six is if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But verse seven, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light. We have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanseth, cleanseth us from all sin. Now, let's uh, let's let's look at that comparison uh, to what it is, he, he's continuing to say. in here, First John chapter two, verses eight. Sorry, with verse eight, uh, it was talking about this. Now, we walk and talking about walking in darkness here. Verse eight says. In chapter 2, again, now we're going to go, well, hopefully we we'll get through 6 through 10 in John chapter 1, but I wanted to compare, do some comparison reading here. Uh, and John chapter 2, verse 8 says, Again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past and the true light now shines. Okay, you see this? how this is as working in, in coordination with each other. He that said he is in the light and hated his brother is in darkness even until now. He that loves his brother abideth in the light and, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hated his brother is in darkness and walketh in darkness and knoweth not whether he goeth because the darkness hath blinded his eyes. So as we see here, verses 8 to 11, work Perfectly with verses six and seven. So, if you're walking in darkness, what does that mean? What do you you think that means when you hear walking in darkness? Uh, Talk to me. What what do you think that means when you hear walking in darkness? Lost. 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 Who else? What else? Who's facing something else? Not the the light. There you go. So they are blinded. All right. So when you're blind, I mean, you could confuse uh, gravel with diamonds. You know, you don't know the difference. You could be when you're blind, you're in the world, you could be cozying up with, uh, with something you think feels warm and fuzzy and gravitate to that, but then when the light turns on, it could be some flesh-eating monster getting ready to devour you, you know, and so... Uh, those who are in the world, they they cannot understand the things of, of Jesus Christ. They cannot understand the things of, of God the Father. They cannot understand these things in which we uh, enjoy. And so they look at us like we are aliens, like we are crazy, and they don't they don't get us, and we don't definitely don't get them because you know right, you know for us who are saved, who, who our eyes have been illuminated, our hearts have been opened, you know, we do we don't understand. The, these alternative lifestyles—see, these are these are a, another kind of lifestyle that they are living, and in, and in, 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 in that outside of God. So we don't understand these these ideals and thinking that you know that you could actually justify killing an unborn baby. You know, get the schizophrenic sense of thinking here—that uh, okay, uh, a, a baby uh, and a baby that is unborn is just a clump of cells and not living. But if a pregnant woman is killed, that person is charged for a double murder. Now, wait a minute, you know, and the liberal mindset, the, that, that makes no sense, you know, I mean, it's just insane. Because that they know deep down that is a life inside of that woman. And so these people in darkness, they don't understand, they are blinded. And see, talking about here is that he hated his brothers in darkness even to now. You know, if you're claiming to be a Christian, but you have hate in your heart, and you, and you have hatred towards somebody else, then... That there's something that needs to be done. That's affecting your walk with Jesus Christ. And so you need to really take your spiritual pulse, if you will, and figure out where you're at. You know, I'm not trying to throw roses on my shoulder, by no stretch of imagination. But that's one thing the Lord has really been dealing with me on. And, and I refuse uh, to have hatred in my heart. I refuse to have a grudge. I refuse to, to, to have that in me. It's easy. All right? It's easy for me that if somebody wrongs me, all right, I, I'm ready to tell you, i can be a redneck real easy, real quick. All right? And if somebody wrongs me and, and does me dirty, I can say, I can write them off that quick and say, the heck with you. I don't care if they're blood-related or if they're somebody I've met. If you tick me off and you do me the wrong way, it's easy for me to say, the heck with you and go on. And I will not have nothing to do with them ever again. And the Lord has, has dealt with me on that in a major way. That's not showing the love of Christ. That's not showing Jesus. I have... I have uh, allowed that to harbor in my heart and I know for a fact that has hindered my growth spiritually and so I have Lord has laid it, laid it on my heart in such a tremendous way that I have reached out to individuals that I know that I have offended or may even offended me and I have reached out to them to say listen you know I just want to say I'm sorry I apologize and uh, you know let's make this right because that's what we need to do as Christians, brothers and sisters of Christ Jesus. If you've got to agree with somebody, you need to make that right before God. Now, if it's somebody that is just so mean and hateful and spiteful that you can't talk to, well, you can still have forgiveness in your heart for that individual. All right. And then somebody may say, well, how can I have forgiveness of somebody who who molested me or raped me or or, or you know done atrocious, horrible things? You know, that's something that does not come with an easy answer. And what you all the thing you can do is give out to God Almighty and say, Lord, just help me to, to remove that pain out of my heart. Help me not to have hatred in my heart. And that's all thing that you can do is allow God to fill you with his joy and his love and his peace. And so that to, to not allow the things of the past to determine your present and your future. And that, you can, that God will help you to let go of that darkness and that those horrible things that were done to you. That's all thing that you can do. And so that's why we have to give that over to God, so that we, all right, so that we can not not lie, all right. That we walk in the light. What is Christ? Christ is light, right? So the absence of Christ is darkness. To be in the presence of God is light, is to He illuminates, He opens our eyes to the things of Jesus Christ, the things that are are wonderful and loving and beautiful and great, and you know, you see so many. Um, Movies out there who, uh, you know, they talk about love stories and falling in love and how grand and wonderful it is, and that is total bull. All right, you know, it is, uh, yes, you know, when you're first dating, you, you you have the puppy eyes and you love each other, and that's all you can think of. And you know, you're you, uh, you think of, um, uh, of two people running through the, the flowered field towards each other in slow motion and grabbing each other, and you know, that is just, uh, so not true. I mean, you think about each other and you love each other, but there are times when you can't stand each other. You know, it's just part of it. But, uh, uh, of course, I know Brandy's never felt that way, have you, Brandy? So, uh, not once, many times. Not just one time, but a whole bunch of times. <laughs> so, but, but, you know, uh, when it comes to, to, to Jesus, uh, man, he gives us something the world can never give us. He gives us something that that we need, you know, we're we're born with this innate sense to want to worship. We're born with this uh, with this this want in our life for something more, and that's what Jesus Christ grants us. That's something more. That's something that there has to be something else. There has to be something beyond this. You know, uh, for many many years uh, uh, when I was younger, I, just, I hungered for something more. I didn't know what it was. I you know I, I was saved at a young age, and, and through high school, I tried to tried to try to live where right I was supposed to, but. My best friend Lance died of cancer. I uh, I really got in the world, really parted, really done a lot of stupid things I really regret and, and wish I could take back and didn't do. But I just uh, I hungered for adventure. I, I wanted, you know, I watched one too many Indiana Jones movies or something. You know, there just had to be something more and just life seemed so mundane and so boring and just so just trite and just you know, it just it just it just it just did nothing for me. That's why I think I hopped from job to job, you know, and this, I just was never satisfied because my focus wasn't Jesus. I didn't have the light. See, when you have Jesus, you are fulfilled. All right, you, you know, so many people, you, you know, it's so easy to, you know, I think to, to buy something and, and you feel excitement for the moment, but then, you know, it's fleeting. Um, you know, emotions can be fleeting. You have it, nothing sustains you. Uh, you don't find any joy in anything, but through Jesus Christ, that's where we find that true fulfillment, that true desire uh, that to, to want to serve. You know, you you, you hear that uh, people, you know, you hear anything in regards to slavery and people freak out, man. I mean, you, everybody's so offended over everything anymore. You can't say or do nothing. That's what we talking. That's what somebody this morning, we was talking about, you know, like the movie Blazing Saddles come out today. Liberals' heads would explode. I mean, there is no way in the world that movie would ever get paid. I mean, it would go berserk some of the stuff that was in that movie. I mean, stuff I think is really hilarious. I keep repeating up here, but it just, it was it was—it was funny, you know? But there's no way they left it. I just like I was watching, I love watching Jay Leno's Garage. He has a killer, man. I love cars and, and hot rods and stuff. And they had the General Lee on there. And of course, they had to blur out the Confederate flag. I just, I just, Ugh, it makes me so mad. I can see straight. It's just nuts, man. You know, it—it uh, it just because that's where we're at. Everybody's offended. Everybody's upset. And because they're just, they're, they know that their deeds are evil. And so they, they can't stand anything that is, resembles the light, They can't stand anything with regard to Christianity. They want to silence us. Why do you think they want socialism so much? Why do you think they want these things? They want to quiet us. They want to shut us down. See, if they can get rid of the Bible, you know, you want to look at that movie, The Book of Eli. How many of you seen that movie, The Book of Eli, out of curiosity? There's a lot of truth in that movie, read more than people realize. And uh, it's like, you know, all, you know this guy, he's a, for those who have seen it, you know, he's a searcher. He knows that the Bible uh, can cause a lot of detriment to the, uh, uh, the post-apocalyptic world in which they're in. And so he's trying to find it. There's suppose, like one copy left, and he's out to find it, and he wants to destroy it. Because, see, they want to silence us. See, what we preach here is considered hate speech. They don't want to hear it, they don't like that. And so they want to silence it. They want to, 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 quell, to, to, what's the word, is it? Quilt, quilt, Huh? Yeah, that too. And so, uh, <laughs> what we're trying to say here, I don't know in big terms. Uh, so, <laughs> if, uh, if you get my point, uh, they want to, they want to, to, to cut that off. So. We need to be that children of light in this world of darkness. You know, as Christ is light, we are children of light. We need to walk intimately with him because it's what it says, as he is in, as he is. Okay, let slow down. I get excited and I get ahead of myself. So I have to slow down. Verse 7 in chapter 1. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. So, Look at that, all right? Now, we look at that not only as he is in the light, all right? We not only are as Jesus' light, but we are children of that light, all right? It's not that we are uh, equal with him, but we are imitators of the things of Jesus Christ. Now, in heaven, we will be equal with the things of Christ, all right? But here on this earth, we will be imitators of him in in, in exhibiting the things of Christ Jesus. And that... uh, as he is in the light. We have fellowship with one another, all right? So, all right, let me, let me get my thoughts together here. And sometimes I wonder if I don't have some ADHD. I've got so much stuff that goes through my head so fast and so quick. That's why my mouth goes faster than I can think sometimes, which has got me in a lot of trouble, but it's also got me out of a lot of trouble too, so. But, uh, uh, which makes me think the other day, I was, I was going a little faster than I should, just to aggravate Brandy, because she was following me. And I saw a cop, and I thought, oh, no, he's got me. He pulls her over. <laughs> you talking about fast talking, buddy, she tried hard to get out of that. She did get out of it, but she, I was laughing so hard. Because I, I saw him, I was like, oh, he got me. And he got brandy. I, I, I had to share that. I thought that was really funny. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I said, hey, keep running the big dog's down the port Anyway, <laughs> you no. Know. But anyway, as he's in line, we are that invitation. You know, we hear a lot about equality today. That's everything. You know, everything's got you know they, they, in diversity. You hear that all the time. It's just, it's just, you know, and the thing of it is, if it with equality and diversity, if it was mainly about um, race, well, hey, everybody'd be for that. Who would You know. But if, you know what? The agenda they're pushing, the indoctrination they're pushing, is these same-sex relationships and, and confusing these children and. and uh, uh, the different sexual orientations and I forgot like how many hundreds of different sexual orientations a person can have. There's only two. I don't, you know, I don't know where they get the rest of it's just a mental disorder. But anyway, uh, these people need help. You know, I, I don't want to make a lot. I, I guess I should be careful about that. There, there could be somebody here struggling with that. You know, I don't want to, I want everybody to feel welcomed here and uh, we need to have compassion. The thing of it is though, um, when it comes to equality, uh, Jesus Christ makes us all equal as brothers and sisters of Christ Jesus. And uh, we have that fellowship with one another. That's a great thing, that we can come together as brothers and sisters of Christ Jesus. We can come together in this sanctuary. We can laugh. We can have fun. We can be that family. And, and we can enjoy that fellowship with one another. So I was talking about having the, the, the food back on Wednesday nights. I, I miss that fellowship. But not only is it fellowship with one another, it's fellowship with Jesus Christ. You know, that's what, you know, for many years, I'd I hear Dad, and you all heard him talk about that too, about how he says he wakes up in the morning and he has coffee with Jesus. And you know, I understood the words of what he was saying, but I, didn't, I don't know that I fully understood his meaning. Does that make sense? I understood what he was saying, but to fully understand what that relationship truly really was. But as I grew older, and as my relationship developed with Jesus, and talking about going on all these daily walks, with the Lord. I truly bring that to full understanding what he means by having that coffee with Jesus each morning. Having that, those walks with Jesus each day. Having my morning devotion with Christ each day. That is fellowship with Jesus Christ. And What a better way to start out your day. What a better way to live your life is walking and talking with Jesus Christ. I'm walking figuratively or physically. Talking literally to Jesus Christ. What a better way. Either God is is God and Lord of your life. Either he's big enough to, to overcome uh, any problems in your life. I don't care what the biggest problem is in your life. It is small compared to what God can, can do for you. All right. Either you have faith in God or you got faith in your problems. I mean, it just, it, it's just that simple. And about to spend that fellowship with Christ each and every day it should be something we all look forward to. You know, it kills me and I hear people saying, yeah, I need to get back into reading my Bible. I need to get back into prayer. And I wish I could read my Bible every day. And I'm thinking, man, you know, you've got to make that time. You've got to. If you want to grow and have a close relationship with Jesus Christ, Man, you've got to have that. And that's all the only way we can walk in the light. All right? And it says, you know, walk in the light of fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us. From all sin. The blood of Jesus Christ. There's nothing else that can atone for our sins. Except for that of Jesus Christ. And that goes directly back to what I was talking about this morning. Talking about guilt. We can have so much guilt in our lives. That we feel so unworthy to go before God. And we think, man, there's no way I can, I, can, I, really, I shouldn't even be praying right now. I shouldn't be reading my Bible right now because God knows what I've done. I don't need to be going to church because I know God knows what I've done. That's why I told you this morning. When I first started preaching, it was so hard to get up here and speak and preach because I felt like every eye could see every bad thing i ever done. And I thought, that's why I get up here and I'll be, i was just I was terrified because I feel like y'all could just see right through me. I thought, like, they know exactly who I am. They know what I've done. There's no way in the world I should be up here preaching telling anybody I'm so unworthy. Well, that's why so many people feel when they go before God the Father in prayer but they feel like, man, he's piercing right through me. He's seeing everything I've done. I'm so unworthy. I, you know, How can I barely even talk or say anything? And so that's why people go in the opposite direction to try to atone for those wrongs that they've done. That's why they get into addiction. That's why they get into self-mutilation. That's why they, they sometimes may even follow false religions. You know, Jesus Christ forgives you All right? No matter how guilt-ridden you are, you know, and sometimes we feel so guilt-ridden we can't even even raise our heads up. We feel like such miserable, rotten human beings. But Jesus Christ forgives us. He cleanses us of all unrighteousness. His atoning work on the cross Cleanses us, and that's it. All we have to do is ask for forgiveness, and that's it. But the devil whispers, You have to do more. And that's saying that God wasn't big enough to uh, forgive you of those sins. And so, unlike uh, uh, the Buddhist, you have the four levels of enlightenment that you have to, to go through these different levels, or Islam with the, with the five pillars, you know, or uh, uh, I don't know, Dr. Phil may have the 10 greatest things you have to do to live a happier life. I mean, I don't know if he has it now. I'm going to say, you know, people say that there's these things you have to do in order to, uh, to be better uh, as a Christian, uh, in order to atone for those bad things that you have done. But all we have to do is say, Jesus, I'm truly sorry. I humbly come before you and I beg your forgiveness. Please forgive me for what I've done. And guess what? It's done. He forgives you. That's it. And I think in our in our little little finite minds, we're like, there has to be more. I have to do something. I surely to goodness, I have to go dig a ditch, or I've got to go feed five hundred kids. I got to do something to make up for all these wrongs. You know, you see, you see these rosary beads. That's what they're doing, man. They're going through saying all these things, you know, trying to get them to atone for all these. Things. Oh, yeah, it's forgive me, Jesus, and that's it. That's what I'm saying this morning. This whole week has been a battle. I mean, a battle almost every day. Here I'm talking about guilt. And every day, it's like I was dealt with guilt, you know. Every day, I would do something. You know, it's like I was talking about. I'd be walking, talking with the Lord. And then I'd do something stupid. And I'm thinking, how can I even do that? And I'm talking to Jesus, you know. Because I'm an imperfect person, you know. I'd be going on good. And all of a sudden, me and Brady, get over it. Get into it over something stupid. And I'd be like... Why are we even fighting? I don't understand. But I just knew it was just the old devil. He was just trying to get me so guilt-ridden that I'd be too embarrassed to get up here and preach and speak. And that's what I say. That's when you have to start recognizing. Say, you know what? In the name of Jesus, get behind me. Say, you just get away from me. I am a child of God. I am a king's kid. Get away from me. That's what I was talking about this morning. That greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Because if God is for us, who can be against us? We are more than conquerors through him. That's why we memorize those verses, so that we can have those tools in our arsenal to fight back, and not to let the old devil have that victory over us. And so that he can't bring us down and make us think that we're not good enough. And we're not good enough, but it's Jesus Christ that makes us worthy. It's his work that makes us worthy. So that's why we can't have that false sense of guilt and those things that go on in our lives that we let the old devil get inside of our heads and think that, you know, because you know, whenever I think about that, getting inside your head, you know, that's one thing, you know, I, I ran cross country and track. And that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to get in each other's heads and cycle them out. And say, yeah, man, I run by mile just to warm up. And then I get out there and run. I run a mile in two minutes, you know. But you know, that wasn't true. But the other guy said, oh my gosh, I can't keep up with him. There ain't no way. But you can look at the guys and tell the ones that were fast. You know, you got something that looked like me, and then you'd have a shaved squirrel over there, and it'd be like, you know, I'm like, come on. I mean, i I would hope in my head that I would do well, but you see the shaved squirrel at the first, and then I see him at the end, and those are the ones that you really hate because you see them after you cross the finish line, and you're <gasps> you're breathing, trying to get air in your lungs, and they're just like, you know, I think I will run another lap real quick before I, they give out the awards. I'm like, oh, that's why I think I got to slap you in your little short shorts, you know? I hate that. You see them guys in running got really short shorts going on, and I'm like, dude, come on, man. You can't tell me those shorts being that short makes you that much faster. You know? I mean, come on, you can wear some cargo shorts and probably run just as fast. That just that kills me when you see these guys. So some of these guys you can look at them. I believe. But anyway, the point is, you can't let the old devil get in your head. If we said that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. There's some people out there who's on a spiritual high horse. They think that their good works are going to get them into heaven. They think they, they're they, 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 they not sinners at all. I mean, I haven't had one person. And uh, he, he's white homosexual. And he was a brother to a person I knew. And uh, I always try to be friendly with him. But he went berserk on me. Uh, it wasn't long after I got in the ministry. When I was talking about how God will turn someone over to a reprobate mind and he went berserk. And I had to block him on Facebook so he went so crazy on me. But uh, uh, you know, if you don't think you're a sinner, if you think, man, I donate to such and such charity, I attend church, I'm a deacon or an elder, or I, you know, and I do all these great things, how dare you tell me that I'm a sinner because I know I'm a good person. Uh, you in big trouble. Alright? That's just all there is to it. Because we're all sinners. That's what I was talking about this morning. There is none righteous all not one. Alright? All of us mess up. Each and every one of us. Ain't nobody perfect. I don't care if yeah, how great a pastor seems to be, if he seems to be the most benevolent, kindest, greatest man to ever walk the earth, and he might be, but guess what? He's still a sinner. He still has bad thoughts. He still says things he probably shouldn't. And that there's people out there trying try to make you believe that there's something that they're not. But I can tell you right now, I am I'm like the Apostle Paul, I'm like the chief of sinners, man. And if you don't think I am, talk to my mother or my wife over here. They'll let you know in a heartbeat of all my inadequacies. But praise God. See it you know what? And I think it's good. I think a pastor needs to show vulnerability and show that. So that those in the congregation can relate to like, hey, you know what? Here I'm thinking that, gosh, you know, because you know, there's times, that, I mean, I've sat right there where you're at. I've sat right there. And I'm thinking, man, I don't you know half the time. I don't feel like I should even been in church. And if you're sitting there underneath a pastor who's acting like they're up here, you think, gosh, hey, there's no way I can reach that level of spirituality. But when you're, you know, talking to, uh, hearing a pastor that says, you know, hey, I deal with depression. I deal with anger. I deal with anger. You're thinking, golly, you Screwed up as I am, or worse, you know? <laughs> what's he doing up there? You know? But you see that we are all children of God, and we all have inaccuracies, we all have failings, but God loves us despite that, and He lifts us up, and He glorifies us. You know, when I see my kids, when they're hurting, when they're upset, you know, I don't come over there and condemn them that much more, and on their case, I go and say, Hey, what's going on? You know? and I go try to wipe them tears away, and I hold them, and I love them, and say, Hey, it's going to be okay, daddy's here. Well, me, who is wicked can do those kind of things, how much more can God the Father love us? When we mess up, when we trip and fall, when our lives feel like they're falling apart, guess what? Daddy God says, come here. Let me hold you. Let me love you. Let me wipe those tears away. It's going to be okay. Man, that's a a daddy God right there. You know, I was listening to a guy speaking the other day. You know, he says, when babies are first born, oftentimes, sometimes the first words they say is, Daddy, you know, da, da daddy, and uh, I don't remember they say daddy first or mama first. I don't remember with our kids. And I think I think our kids said father, I love you. And so, uh, that's how smart my kids are. Uh, but uh, but uh, you know, in um, in the Middle East, of course, they would say uh, abba, abba, father. And talking about Daddy God. And that's that's, that's who, who God is. That's who Jesus is. He's Daddy God, Abba, Father. And and He loves you. All right. You may feel like your world is, is falling apart. You may feel like things are spinning out of control and what am I going to do? But you can't do anything. You're out of control of nothing. That's why we have to give it all to the one that is and say, Daddy God, help me. And guess what? He's going to hold you with his big, mighty hands and arms and say, I love you. It's going to be okay. We're going to get, I'm going to get you through this. And that's a great thing for our, our children of God. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to what? To what? Forgive us. Forgive us. Say it again. For- Forgive, us. Forgive us. All right. See? Forgive us. I want you to talk to me. Forgive us. See, I want you to to, to not just follow along. I want to make sure that you're reading this, you're absorbing this, that he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. See, that's an awesome thing. We read this passage. This gives us power. This empowers us so that when we're under attack, we know if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That is awesome, man. We confess it, and He forgives us. You know, and it's not just a half-hearted, oh, yeah, Lord, I messed up, forgive me. Yeah, I forgive, and I'm going to go out here and, and drink another six-pack or smoke whatever or snort whatever. It's not like it. It's uh, you're under conviction. You're under repentance. And that guilt, like I said this morning, can either drive you towards God or away from God. That's, that's your choice. And you let the devil infiltrate you and drive you away? Or are you going to understand and listen and, and go towards God and repent of that? And we come to him out of a true, humble heart. He is faithful and just to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. So let us make sure that we are a reflection of Jesus Christ in all areas of our lives. In everything we think, say, and do. When a man is alone, all right? Man or woman, when you're alone, that's who you truly are. You can put on a facade in front of people. You can make people think you're a great Christian. But who you are when you are alone and when you're alone with your thoughts demonstrates who you truly are and where you're at with your walk in Jesus Christ. So whether you're alone or in public, make sure that your conduct is worthy of his name. Realize that Jesus is there when you're by yourself. Or when you're in front of people. Make sure that everything you do is a reflection of Christ. And when you fall. It's not if. Listen to what I said. When you fall. Remember, this is not just some Christianese. Some cliche. When you fall, you need to look up. Put your hand in that nail-scarred hand. Realize who's in control. Realize you're forgiven. That you are loved. Pick yourself up. dust yourself off. And you keep pushing forward. That's why the full armor of God is all in the front. There's no room for retreating. That's why we don't need armor in the back. It's all in the front. Keep advancing. Keep pushing forward. Never give up. and Never surrender. Let us stand and close in prayer. Appreciate each and every one of you all for coming this evening. And hope you all have a blessed week. Let us pray. Father, Lord, we thank you. We love you. We praise you. Lord, thank you for another opportunity to spread the gospel message. And Lord, thank you for each and every person here. Help us, Lord, on our... Daily journey on our spiritual walk. Let us draw closer to you. Let us not listen to the lies and the division of Satan. Lord, let us uh, strive to have that mind of Christ. Let us grow daily. When we read this here about walking in the light, that's talking about spiritual growth. Let us never neglect to continue to grow in the likeness of Christ. Let us grow. Let us mature. Let us not be stagnant in our walk. Lord, there's anyone this evening that doesn't know you, let us pray this prayer. Dear God. Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose in the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead God and protect us with we'll meet again. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God, have a good week.